Hello and welcome to another episode of the best version of yourself. Today we shall be discussing the issue of rape. My name is Nobonga Zuma and I will be elaborating on the subject from the perspective of um, the laws in South Africa. As many of you know, I am a lawyer from South Africa and I have worked to a certain degree um, in the criminal justice system. Well, the issue of rape is very broad and is one that is taken very seriously in South Africa, mainly because um, there are many people who have been victims of rape in South Africa and South Africa is really one of the countries in the world that has the highest rape statistics. So in my discussion today, I will mainly discuss three categories that I've been asked to discuss. And if any of you do have questions and comments, I'd be happy to receive those and elaborate further. But the broad topics that I'll be discussing today deal with the definition of rape in South Africa, the recourse that the victims have, and whether victims um, need to pay uh, for for legal representative if they need to take the, the matter to court. Well, firstly, let's look at the definition of rape in South Africa. Rape in South Africa is uh, an offense and it is documented in the Criminal Law Related Matters Amendment Act. So it that the amendment act just deals only with sexual offenses. It's an act of 2007 and rape is dis, is uh, described or defined as the unlawful and intentional act of sexual penetration without consent. So this definition as you will notice is very very broad so any type of sexual penetration in south africa is regarded as rape so it could be penetration with um an object or an actual um, body part so in the past and the reason why uh, South Africa has developed or made this broad definition of rape is because before this amendment act came into effect in 2007, in South Africa, the, the definition of rape was very limited. So only a few people could really claim to have been raped. Now, in the past, um, rape was defined as the intentional unlawful sexual intercourse 
with a woman without her consent so from the prior definition of rape what we can get is that rape could only be committed to a woman and rape was only sexual intercourse so if the complainant had been um, sexually assaulted for instance um, by inserting anything inside her vagina besides a penis that would not be regarded as rape because it had to be intercourse so it was very limited one of the reasons why or one of the key things that made this change in our law is a case that happened around 2004-2005 where a little girl was um, raped but through penetration um, from her back so the courts did find the accused in that matter guilty of rape but on appeal the rape conviction could not succeed because the victim had had actually been sodomized and not um, raped according to that definition and this definition was also limited because it meant that men could not be raped which is um, not true because we have seen a lot of men coming forward as victims of rape and we now acknowledge that rape can actually um, take place um, on a man and there are many other changes um, that have been brought about um, as a result of the new act one of which there are certain types of rapes that automatically attract uh, a life sentence in south africa some of you might know that in south africa a death penalty is not allowed it was abolished in 1996 but um, there are offenses that will attract a life sentence and in the category of rape there are five main categories which will automatically um, attract a life sentence and those are a rape of a minor child um, so a rape of a minor child in, in South Africa a person can consent to sex from the age of 16 so anyone who is less than 16 years old cannot consent to sex and if you are found guilty of the offense of rape on a, a child that is less than 16 years old then you can be you 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 are in fact uh, attracting a life sentence the second category is raping a person who is mentally ill the third category is gang rape so if 
there were many perpetrators and just maybe one uh, one victim whatever the case may be but if it happened um within um where or, or at a time where it was a, a repeated act with more than one person then that attracts um a life sentence rape that is also followed with murder is also punishable by a life sentence and lastly rape uh, where the perpetrator knew that they were hiv positive and their intention was to infect the victim that is also punishable by a life sentence so those are some of the developments that have been brought about um, in our rape or in our sexual offenses law and there are other offenses that have been created for instance um, if you threaten to rape someone or you act um, in in a sexually unwelcomed manner towards a person, then you you may be charged of um, sexual assault, not not rape, but sexual assault. So um, those are that's the definition basically, and obviously you might have questions and there is so much like i said it is so much broad there's so much to say on the topic and with limited time i can only say so much and if you are prompted to bring questions on the issue you are more than welcome and i'll be happy to to respond now the second issue that i've been asked to to deal with in this segment is what should a rape victim do um, to fall at the right side of the law when they are raped? Okay, so that that's a bit difficult. Um, but what I have noticed... It is very hard for rape victims to go to report or yes to 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 go to the police and report the crime immediately after it happened mainly because it is humiliating it is very embarrassing it is very hurtful and um, people and sometimes just find it hard to go to the police somebody they've never seen before and relay what had happened to them but what is advisable to victims is for them to take a rape kit and uh, or to be medically examined um, by a doctor before they take a bath in order to gather all the evidence and some victims have done that and only at a later stage report the crime and then they already have all the records of um 
the incident and they can obviously pursue a prosecution against the perpetrator so it is always advisable to to act that way or to 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 not bath and to see a doctor or take a rape kit but to gather the evidence is what's most important because it is very hard to succeed on a rape conviction years after the rape took place and where no evidence was kept um as many of you know it is a hard it becomes harder um mainly because of scientific evidence that is being washed away as you continue with your life as you try to obviously uh, pick up from where you left it's it's very hard so the best thing is to do take that rape um, kit or see a doctor and just make sure that there is evidence so that when you do have the courage to go to the police and relay the story there is evidence to pick it up this does not mean that in south africa people will not be prosecuted if there isn't scientific or medical evidence people do still um, report sometimes even after years and if there's sufficient evidence then the perpetrator is brought to the law and they are prosecuted because you can also um, um, get evidence from people who might have seen the incident or the people or the first people you told the incident about so those things do help um and then the last thing that i'd like to discuss is whether or not let me just read the question the question is where can rape victims who do not have the means to afford legal representation go okay so that one is also very easy in south africa all crime victims no matter if it's rape or any other other crime do not have to pay for legal services so rape um, matters are prosecuted by the state so when you report the matter to the police it is taken to court and allocated to a state prosecutor who then prosecutes um who then prosecutes um the um, i mean the perpetrator or the person who's been accused of the offense so they don't need to pay um there are a few instances where a where a where the state will probably not be convinced that um it is worth prosecuting maybe they don't see that there's enough evidence and for any other reason reject to prosecute the crime then the victim does have uh, an option to institute a private 
prosecution again that is very rare this is very very uncommon it hardly ever happens but there is that option then you can pay your own lawyer to to prosecute um on your on your behalf and obviously that has to be funded by you but like i said it's very rare it's unlikely and but in, in most of the time um the victim does have um the backup of the state and um the crime is then prosecuted in um a court of law free of charge for 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 the for the for the victim and i must add that even uh the perpetrator or the person who's accused can and has a right to be represented by the state in south africa so there are state paid um attorneys from legal aid that will help any person who's accused of any crime for free of charge but um and that is obviously subject to the person's affordability so if it's a a well-off person they're probably not going to get that option but any other person will be able to get criminal defense against any offense that they've been accused of whether it be rape or it be any other offense so i've come to the end of my discussion and um if there are any questions i'll be happy to receive them and if there are specific topics that you want me to touch on with regards to rape i'm also um available to answer any of those Thank you for listening.